0: Six pack lapidat and we got Evie Corrigan and Evie, well, first off, we were just talking about um, yeah, I can't sleep. I'm not a good sleeper, Evie. I've never been a good sleeper. And if it's the world championship, like this is normal, because it's 10 o'clock and you're asking, oh my God, what time is it where you're at? But for me, I can't go to bed early, even though I got a straight up day job. And um, because I'm just like an excitable dude. If things are going on or I got things on my mind, like I don't sleep. And uh the world championships, I freaking I can go like days. It's bad, it's like I, I don't know what it is. I can't calm down. I go into my hotel room, I'm so wound up seeing everybody, the action and hanging out with friends I don't see often. Go to my hotel room, I lay down, I'm like, it's ain't gonna happen. I can understand that,
1: but I'm like, I I need my sleep if I don't. If I get, like, six hours, like, that's that's not a good night's sleep for me. Like, I'll probably be pretty grumpy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a solid, like, seven and a half, eight hours a night. And I couldn't record a podcast at 10 p.m. at night. 10 p.m. is, like, my bedtime. Oh, and then I have yeah. a whole routine to, like, get ready for bed and get sleepy. And I Aww. get off my phone and I read my book and I have to read, like, no matter what. Even if I'm going to bed at like 2 a.m., I still have to read in order to like really? you know switch my brain off so that I can fall asleep. Like you, I guess, yeah, like yeah, my brain is always like running. So I do have to take the if I was recording like yeah, if I was recording this at 10 p.m., I probably wouldn't sleep until <laughs> like two either.
0: It's tough. I freaking um like I had a I yes, and I can be do a lot in my day physical activity like i don't s- sit around and chill and uh it still happens i'm also the same way in terms of, like i gotta try to get off a phone and read here's the problem i get into the book and all of a sudden yeah. i'm like oh <laughs> i'm fake <like, laughs> they like watching a movie i get like yeah. into things i'm like uh it's a drawback i'm a passionate guy so every like when i talk when i approach things whatever so it's good for podcasts good for commentating and all that so it's, it helps me in certain parts of life and like i got tons of energy so i love lifting weights so i got a black eye <laughs> is because i uh, was at mma but i like i like, like doing things like that so um so it's good for that right for like the lifestyle i have flip side there's always a drawback you change one thing you change everything the same dude is going to have issues sleeping and turning it off and just being calm chill cool and collected and when people like yeah. um i gotta try to do different things though reading a book does help sometimes but sometimes people don't understand and they talk to you like you know you gotta go to bed by like they'll ask me when i go to sleep or how much sleep i get a night they're like nah man you gotta get eight hours you gotta i'm just like yeah no like i got you man this isn't a decision it's like i'm hardwired <laughs> a certain way yeah are you a napper? I'll take some naps. Like, not multiple. Oh, actually, no, I've nap. seen
1: those memes.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, well, that was Leah Babel. And this is what I'm vulnerable. And the funny thing is, um, Leah Babel gets me and she's like, I'm like, man, I'm dying. She's like, oh, I'll find him, uh, like, a safe spot for you to nap don't worry It uh, like we're going through different parts it's at a school the silent worker so we're moving through different parts different areas so I'm thinking oh yeah we went through like three doors man no one's gonna find me out here Freaking... I'm all over the internet taking a nap it's it's memes it's memes that popped up several times now because it's reusable it's a <laughs> reusable meme now because it's certainly me crashed out so I'm like ah it is what it is I got caught lacking but um. I coming into this, I was um, I was telling myself, holy smokes was your because we're wrapping up 2023 and we're going into 2024. And I wanted to take a look back at 2023. And I was like, imagine your Eevee and the difference between your 2022 and your 2023. In 2022, finished off podium at Worlds. Um, you know, you you would have it would have been lovely to end up on podium or and got a wild card to Sheffield through the regional route, and you going in, you have people like all right, well, she's going to come. She's there's twelve people. She's going to come in twelve, and it's like I'm happy to be here at these events. I'm happy to be at Worlds. I'm happy to be at Sheffield. You're like a happy to be here lifter. That's 2022, 2023. You. Win Sheffield in the biggest upset of the year, maybe the biggest big meet upset I can think of. Period. R- Ranked twelfth, coming in first, and break obviously destroy the world record. Go to the world championships. You won it with four sixty as of fifty two, which is incredible. Go to the world championships. Repeat that performance with one less attempt. Walk away on your last attempt. Like no, thank you. I don't need it this time. And now you're just like leveling up. It's like, okay, that wasn't, Sheffield performance wasn't, you know. And then finish the year, Um, I had multiple polls. holding. you know, some people can poll on their personal channel. And there's always going to be a bias. Like if you put a poll, there might be, there's going to be a bias. It's your fans. If whoever, someone from France puts up a poll, it's going to be a bias. Because if there's French lifters in the poll. Kingless puts up that, these polls, it's just a community. Everybody follows. Everyone knows. I like, go, oh, you go, whatever. You're going to King of List for these six. And you finish the year as a 2023 lifter of the year. So all the, acc- the accolades are incredible all, all rocks, right? Started the year mid and then finishing off like, well, I guess that was my 2023 was mine. When we look back, when we look back and people can say what they want. Look, look the, the community spoke. And this isn't a debate. I mean, thousands all over the world do these polls. What a difference 2022 to 2023 makes. You know, some people are like, a year could change everything. Everything can change in a year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you'd... Me coming off of my performance at Worlds in 2022, there was no way you could have told me what was going to happen in 2023, and I would have believed you. Like, I just... Yeah, it feels worlds apart. It actually feels so long ago, like, that being at Worlds in South Africa was just a different – I mean, it was a whole different time as well. Like, we were just still coming out of COVID, and that was my first meet in a year. Um, I was so nervous. I was so nervous to be competing in the Open um, really? for the first time at a Worlds against, like, my idols – And even traveling there had been this massive unknown. I got COVID over there. I almost got stuck in South Africa. Like it was just the whole experience was just like very, very different and feels like a different person now.
0: Yeah. It's. I saw a meme. And it it said. There was somebody out there that can change your life person's you and sometimes it that seems simple like, again yeah, no shit but sometimes like really you could change a lot in one year everything yeah, and I don't, that year sorry go i ahead.
1: don't even know if anything like if i was doing anything different do you know what i mean like i think you look at the results and you're like oh well something must have happened there and maybe it was just the accumulation of many small actions that led to that um and that was just kind of the first step like I just needed to get back out competing again competing internationally again um and like once that was done and I learned so much from that experience because like I was just so nervous that I like Screwed up my second attempt, squat, missed it, came out and got it on my third. Screwed up my second attempt, deadlift, missed it, came out and got heavier on my third. Um, And, like, I just needed to have that experience in order to grow. But, I mean, other than that, like, we used the same formula. Like, we kind of, yeah, we were just sort of perfecting the same things. I'm, I'm still that person, but just... A little bit further down the
0: track it's it's the wildest because there wasn't a major shake-up and that's what makes it like you might have been in 2022 i should not expect anything crazy major to happen in 2023 incremental improvement sure the difference was as different as you can get i mean this was this was like no one in 2022 after world was raising their hand and be like evie corrigan except for rory lynch is gonna be like evie <laughs> corrigan is going to be the lifter of the year next year decimate everybody all the world champions are going to show up in the biggest powerlifting competition our sports ever seen and she's going to decimate all of them come back to the world championships she's going to repeat that performance using not even using all of our attempts. It's going to be like, it's crazy. And it's like, what we're seeing you doing is a 52. It, 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 here's a question I have though. You asked off of what you told me. It's interesting to hear you say you were so nervous in 2022. Was it, what was it do you think it was? Like, were you overwhelmed? Was it just a lot of big names and you felt intimidated by all the people around? Or like, why do you, or it could be several things, but what were, what was making you that nervous?
1: I think it was that I hadn't competed in a really long time. So I was, that environment felt foreign to me and also to be competing for the first time in a long time at such a massive meet, you know, at a Worlds. Um, and for it to be my first time competing at an open Worlds because previously I'd only competed as a junior at Worlds. So it was like the combination of those things and like um, competing next to the lifters that I'd looked up to and like kind of knowing that now I was in amongst them. And like, that was pretty intimidating, even though like I, yeah, I was, it was super cool as well, but that I found pretty full on. (laughs)
0: Do you think, what was your expectations in the 2022 worlds?
1: I think we were just going for the Sheffield qualifier like that was always the first um the first goal and then reaching that 95 percent, and then um after that was just like get as close as I can to the podium which was as close as I could have gotten without getting on it fourth place
0: (laughs) well you achieved your goals and you made it to Sheffield and that's like 2022 okay what was your expectations for Sheffield
1: before we decided to drop down a weight class um it was just go in soak up the experience like enjoy every aspect of it um because I might not get to go again so just just have an awesome time and like do the best that I can do but Um, yeah, I mean, we were under no illusions that as a 57, um, I wasn't going to be able to be up there. And then obviously once the decision was made to drop to 52s, that kind of just throw, that threw all expectations out the window. Yeah. Um, (laughs) like, because I just had no idea what was going to happen.
0: You had no idea the chain of events you would have set You just set off by deciding 52. It changed everything, didn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, if we want to talk about what the change was, that was the change. <laughs> that was the thing. That was the moment that sort of altered the course.
0: Break. You know, there's another universe right now where Evie's still 57, and she's just happy mm. to be going the Worlds. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still like I do think about it now. What will happen when I go back to fifty sevens? And it's it's not an if, it's a when. Um and like, I don't know, I guess I wasn't that competitive before, but surely I can be more competitive in the fifty sevens now. Like I'm already exceeding what I like, I'm I'm starting to hit PBs that I never hit as a fifty seven
0: right yeah, you did 484 as a and you weren't a full blown 57 you were a small 57 who could cut to 52 so yeah. it's it's i mean it's also fair to say like you said you're coming out of the juniors you hadn't hit your prime yet and you're starting to hit your physical prime as well so you left the 57s before knowing what your full send 57 is Mm.
1: yeah it was so messed up in that time like the training was so sporadic because of COVID um yeah really on and off so I think now this this is also the product of like momentum you know like I feel like that kind of gets thrown around but you know it when you have it you know it when you feel it and like each meet you just feel like you're like speeding up, like you're just, you're just getting better. You're just riding it now. Um, and yet like you're on to something.
0: Isn't it funny that, I mean, that's so true. And you see in sports momentum, if you watch games, team sports, and sometimes you'll notice one team has the momentum and the other team is doing all they can just to stay in playing defense and survive. And the other team is just, and you could feel it. You're seeing it, and it's the. It's hard to even put it on. It's like, why is this happening? What is happening different? What's going on? And you're like, everyone watching can feel the momentum is shifted. And sometimes, when you're a fan of the team that's on the defense and they're hanging on to a lead, you're like, oh man. And you have those those feelings in your tummy as a Canadian watching a Canadian team like. Hockey in the Olympics, I remember a couple times, and you feel it, you know, you you recognize momentum's real. It's a hard mm. thing to describe. And it comes in individual sports as well.
1: Yeah, it is sort of like it's it doesn't seem like a tangible thing. I think, I mean, like it seems like almost a placebo, right? Like it's all in your head, but maybe it is, but it it works. Like when you feel that you've got it, um, it makes a difference.
0: And is that what you felt basically through 2023 after Sheffield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was just like building on top of that performance. And I think the part of it is that like when you're building up and up there, there is this feeling of like, Oh, when's it all going to come tumbling down? Like what's going to be the meat that, um, that topples it like that great streak like i haven't missed an attempt now for i don't know four meets or competitions maybe um and that's like oh i don't want to like the what's the attempt that's gonna do it <laughs> but maybe it's that's all- just like the
0: pessimist <laughs> I, the thing is like when it happens you'll probably be all right but there is like you don't want it to be like for instance for a while there i've seen this happen twice sergey gladkick in the 66s won two world championships back to back perfect nine for nine and he was in battles so to do it while in battles is very difficult and i coined him mr perfect and when he faced Charles Apoco from the US in the in Calgary World Championships, they were going toe-to-toe in squats, toe-to-toe for that squat world record. And he was in another battle. That's fine. But Charles hit and Gladkick missed. And I remember being the commentator saying, Oh, Mr. Perfect finally missed. And it was like a part of the storyline now. And that's all just what a, like, I do as a building up hype, building up storylines. So then if you continue, oh, great. If you don't, I could be like, oh, what does this mean? And have the audience lean in. Oh my God, what this is powerlifting. I'm working all angles, right? Just telling stories. And they're like, what does this mean? I'm like, can he come back? Now we're going to find out. Now we're going to find... He doesn't hear any of this. As a lifter, if you could just place in your head that storylines, it's not... Any different when i show up on bench it's not any different when i show up on dead it doesn't it's not everyone's gonna do their thing because we have to. we have to sell this but same thing with um but that was the year he lost his title same thing with jonathan keiko for a while there he picked up and started going nine for nine nine for nine nine for, and he was in sensational battles going nine for nine right down like it's easy to go nine for nine when no one's pushing you and, you know, some people like who are listening, go like, oh, nine for nine. Are you at a local meet, my friend? Where you're just, you know, this is not the same where it's toe to toe. Someone's pushing you at the Nationals of World Championships like Tycho had and he always went nine for nine. I started calling him Mr. Perfect. He knew he was like, man, I'm not comfortable with this because it puts pressure. Yeah. <laughs> puts pressure. But I'm like, I respect that, my friend, but you got to respect what I'm doing as well because I have to, I'm building storylines. In all sports, when there's a streak, People get excited about the streak. It rejuvenated baseball. You know, the home run streaks that started happening. It just, we pay attention to those stats and streaks get us excited. Um, However, if anything I could tell you is like, in our sport, you're going to miss eventually. You know how many people miss and come back and win and and you got buffer zone in the whole nine, but you just got to embrace it. Because I'm yeah. going to be talking about a streak for sure. You already know this. You know, I'm doing the promos <laughs> for Sheffield. You know, right? You know, I'm the commentator, but it's all storyline. And, and, and as sports fans, we love that stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like it makes it, like you say, it makes it interesting. Um, I think, like from the a- athlete perspective, you do just kind of have to let all of that stuff water off a duck's back and just focus on. The task at hand and say okay I missed that attempt and I'm gonna spend two minutes feeling bummed out about it and then I'm gonna let it go and move on because I've got however many more attempts I need to now go and execute and I think that it's a real mark of a I mean not even just an experienced athlete but like that's your um craft as a Mm. being good at competing as a competitor itself not just as a lifter you could be the strongest lifter but it's the competitor who is best who can come back from that experience come back from a an attempt that they shouldn't have missed or whatever and, and just move on and and continue to execute the other attempts well and it's i've not always been that it. person
0: <laughs> it's tough though and here's another thing that certain people that powerlift won't necessarily relate to. Cause they're like, it's one thing to listen to the podcast. If you're a power lifter on a regional scene, which is the majority of people. And it's like, I got you. You'll miss and It won't impact you. Like you might hear other people in a podcast talking about, but the difference is for yourself, Evie, and for some people that are coming on the podcast, it can change a lot. Like the, these moments change a lot, not one attempt, but the attempts added up it can change a lot. You know, whatever you're going to do in life, you get a bag of money from sheffield um and that immediately helps um worlds there's like some bonuses and stuff i'm not i won't get into but like there's money going around as well as doors open up because of it you know you're you got to win worlds to get back to sheffield you got to do there's certain things that you need and then if you want to do coaching or you want to do some sponsorships or whatever the hell like it's it's different now you know and um to keep your head in the game and, and just put it all aside and be like, the day is not over. I remember. Yeah.
1: It's funny. You say that about how it's different now, because it's really changed. I mean, Sheffield in particular, but it's really changed how you approach a competition now. Like it's not just, Oh, you know, I'll just see if I'm strong enough. <laughs> like I'll just mm-hmm. see how strong I am. I'll just throw some weight on and like, give it a whack. Um That's, at this level, that's not how you approach it anymore. You just have to be way more strategic. Um, and I think that changes things like as an athlete because you might want to just go in and find out like how strong you are. But if you want to have those like long-term goals, you can't have that approach. Um, yeah, it's sort of it makes it a very different sport, I think, than what it used to be like.
0: I think you guys are, what you're describing is probably what other professional athletes in like sports with money involved felt. Like when you watch movies, I know it's like far more exaggerated. They're making millions. I gotcha. But yeah. like, <laughs> you know, right. We're not there yet. It's a yet. touch of it. Yeah. It's a touch of it. You you could at least watch it and be like, I get it. I got a fraction and I'm sure whatever. It's more. It gets worse. But yeah. but i but i can understand
1: i mean you know like it's it it would be awesome to like obviously be able to make a living off of it but it does yeah it really like changes it um and like your experience of it and and like there's this other aspect riding on it now it's not just what you want out of it you know it's not just your own like goals it's it's other things
0: well the other things could be your goals as well like put it this way. That's put it true. This way. The other things are your goals because if they weren't, you would just remove yourself and lift locally. And hit PRs or you.
1: Because I think that what is still most successful, at least for me, is like removing yourself from all of that external stuff, like the 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 payoff, and still just trying to focus on hitting the numbers you're supposed to hit. Um, like you would at a local meet but it's really hard to detach I think from the external like the good and the bad yeah like Mm. it could be awesome but also there's this risk that like
0: it could all go terribly do do you find like does the winning the titles in Sheffield which is like crazy especially now Worlds is it's getting crazy at Worlds. The production levels, the crowd at this Worlds was nuts. It's only going to get bigger, and the media now—it's all over. Millions of people on Eurosport. That's only getting bigger in 2024. There's more media. They're—they're going to continuously be making media deals all over the world. You know, this is this is the IPF has very ambitious um, goals, and then World Games bigger. Sheffield's going to get bigger and bigger every year as well. How do you, do you feel, is this motivators? Is this, uh, how do you feel about it? Mixed feelings. (laughs) Like,
1: I didn't, I, I guess I never would have imagined myself in a position like this. And it's so bizarre to me that like, there are people out there who know me and know my name and like, know what I've done like to have even that like tiny sliver of fame is just like very strange (laughs) um but also very cool and like i get some really lovely messages from people and it's so cool to meet people and like the opportunities that i get through spd and like i get to live this crazy dream life but then on the flip side of that coin is like oh but what if i like lose this like what if i can't perform to that standard and i don't get to live that life anymore. Like it feels like it's like high risk, high reward kind of thing.
0: (laughs) And that's the thing where, and I've talked to some friends who are successful in like other endeavors outside of powerlifting. And they said, the biggest thing is when you get to certain points, the biggest fear is losing it. And it becomes, you don't sit there like I've made it. and just dwell in it. I made it. (laughs) It's actually fear of I'm going to lose it all. I can lose it all.
1: And I sort of, like, worry that I'm not, like, exactly that, like, I worry I'm not enjoying it enough because I'm too busy looking forward, like, okay, well, here's the next competition and I need to make sure that I maintain that level, you know, that I stay Mm. on this pedestal because if i don't then like i don't get to have this anymore which i don't know if it i mean it's not all or nothing right but yeah that's like the narrative that you tell yourself in your head like i must continue to um maintain like this like performance i guess and like everyone has to continue to be amazed and shocked and <laughs> um yeah. impressed by it
0: it's i saw i saw like a video it was supposed to be motivational and it wasn't for me at all. This one in his 60s businessman multi-millionaire was like I have four friends. I don't got time for friends. I got four friends and we're all businessmen. You know the last time I talked to my friend, hung out with my friend? It's been years. You know what? We might hang out maybe once a year. Want to why? We're all too busy. And he's like 65 and I'm listening to this and he thinks this is like the grind hustle culture uh, that kind of like makes its way into social media. I'm looking at this video like, dude, your life, I if you got cancer and died next year, you're going to look back and be like, I wish I hung out more with my friends. Wasn't spending time in boardrooms, was spending time more in bar rooms, right? <laughs> like whatever, whatever you think is, walking on the beach, whatever it is. You've only seen your friends once a year. Like this isn't a flex. Whatever you think you're doing, this video made me be like, man, I got to call my boys right now. Hop in that <laughs> group chat, Like fellas, we hanging out this weekend. What's going on? Like this, it was sad to me. But So I know what you mean when to bring it back to what you said, where you're like, I want to be present. I don't want it to be because you, you don't want to lose it all. And if you aren't on your grind, it's a sport it, by definition, you're not going to be like that guy who's 65. showing up at sheffield at least i don't think i don't know i'm starting (laughs) to believe but you know so it's a finite so even at best as an athlete an amazing run is i don't know a few years
1: limited a few years yeah it'll catch up with me eventually like there are always new people coming in who are like incredibly talented and as long as they sort of are willing to put in the time and the sport you know they'll they'll go higher for sure um it's funny like what you said about that video of the guy though and like i guess there is this element of sacrifice though as well like if you want to stay um trying to maintain that level of performance to always keep winning winning you do have to keep up the other side of the lifestyle where you are sacrificing you know time with your friends and time with your family and um that kind of comes as part of it so i think At the same time as like, yes, I want to continue to win. I want to continue to be at that high level. I do look forward to the day where I don't have to sacrifice as much as well. So it's all, yeah, it's all like mixed up together.
0: Mm. It's if you could find that happy medium where every now and then you promise yourself when I'm at this event, I'm going to look around and, and smell some roses. I'm going to, whether like when it's over, be like, look, I'm going out for the dinners with everybody. And I'm, you know, I'm got to just tell myself, this is like an athletic run is a few years is good. A few years is remarkable. You go a few years straight doing what you're doing throw a couple more Sheffield wins in there, world's wins, blah, 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 showdowns. They're going to start talking about 52 kilo goat. So it's a remarkable run. It's a it's a historic run. It's something that nobody else will have done. But a few years is a drop in a bucket for your life. You're going to live to be a hundred. You're going to live to be a hundred. <laughs> like, you're, you're a woman, you're going to live longer. And with technology and the way it's going, and you're young, by the time you're... I don't know if you heard the story, about. I think it was Rockefeller. It was like, I want to live to be 99. And at the time the death, like the life expectancy was like 50. It was crazy what he said. but And he was in his early 20s. By the time he got to 50, which would have been life expectancy, already life expectancy had been pushed though. And then he just kept hanging on and it kept getting pushed as well as he's got endless money to help him out. But so anyways, to my point, you could live to be 100. Three to four years is, it goes so fast. That's college. That's high school. It goes like this. You're adult now. You're not though. You're not as like high school age, college age. So, you know, you got to every now and then be like, this is, this is over tomorrow. I got to, I got to embrace this, collect my memories, you know, and, and, and show up and and just kind of take it all in. Like when you walked on stage to Sheffield, I'll never forget the look on your face got to remember it all you got stories <laughs> that's for sure yeah i mean absolutely like i i
1: i totally agree like it is it's it's a few years like i'll run this circuit a few years and there will come a time in the not too distant future where this won't be the number one priority in my life like i'll start to take a step back other people will come to the fore um and so yeah like there will be that time will come and like, I will embrace that time as well because it means that I get to take on other new priorities. But yeah, I think it is like trying to enjoy it in this moment and, and soak up all of those experiences, all those memories, you know, and and remember that this, although it's hard work right now as well, um, I will look back on this period of my life as like just an incredible thing that I was able to do.
0: You. You, I actually, I'm about to say what you put in your, I told you a DM you're like I like that, but it's true. You left footprints in the game already. You guys have made footprints in the game. You've left your impact. You will not be forgotten. You're running 2023 when people look back and we're like, who's, who's the lifter of the year, 20, 2018, who was the lifter of the year they go through, whatever, when they go to 2023, that's it. Like, you've made your impact in the game. You can't talk about this era without talking about Evie Corrigan. You can't talk about Sheffield. It was the inaugural. I mean, this is you, it's you've left your footprints in the game already. Yeah. Which is nice. I'll
1: always have that.
0: The first and, one. And, right. And yeah, like a lot more than that, but that's true. When you're the first, people to remember. Let's go back to the first. Um, and I was actually. I remember I was in France, like hanging out, like just soaking it up and I was loving it. And by chance, Rory was there and he came and did commentary with me. And it was like, cool because like, that's my boy. Right. And, um, and like we're from, we're from two different parts of the world, you know, from France, neither one of us are are supposed to be in France. So it's weird. We're there in the same time. So we're hanging out the silent worker, meeting everything. And I'm just like loving life legit i had those moment like i i am like i'm older too so i know like i've like when you go through life people come and go doors close other doors open and you look back and i've had different periods i've been around long enough to have different periods and you look back and you so when you're in a period right now when you're in a moment right now when you feel like you're in an era and you're like this era belongs with the, if my life has these people. I don't know if the next era will. They're here now, and you, I, I'm old enough to have had several eras, and I'm looking around, appreciating. I'm like, God, man, it, it hurts knowing like I'm going home, like uh, later on today. And um, Rory said, um, uh, it's because it's fleeting. That it's beautiful. So it's a good thing. Because if you just stayed here every day, it's just here every day. Mm. It's a good thing. I'm yeah. like,
1: it wouldn't be special if it was all the time.
0: You don't want what you think you want. <laughs> and it was true. I'm like, you're right. In every era that closed, like, I mean, to your point, too, you don't know what your future is when I was younger, I was on a reality TV show, like, cameras were following me around, and, like, I mean, it was, like, pretty intense, where they would bring me in Toronto and do a press junket where they put me in a room and rotate press that would come in the room and do interviews with me, and I'd be, like, live on TV, on, like, like talk shows and shit, and it was Canada Day, that's our, like, Independence Day, I was, like, the marshal, and, like, they had me, like, waving to crowds of thousands of people, things got wild in my life for a while, and I was, like, flying around the world, on like, it was crazy at one point. And um, they did like a, people did like a mini doc on me and put it in a freaking film festival. And this is before social media. So, or, or like 2011, 12, before Instagram, before like YouTube kicked off like it does, before all that. And I was like, holy smokes. And I remember talking to somebody on who was on the reality TV show I was on. And I was six pack lapping out on this show. He's on the show too. And I remember we were in a restaurant and they were, closing down and the guy knew who we were and people knew we who we were. So they kept the kitchen open and the chef was like, don't worry, we'll keep it moving. And I was like, really? And then I was like, no, nah, you don't got to do this. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. And he like brought us in the back and he was cooking us these things. And I looked at my boy and I was like, this is crazy, man. This is, this is crazy life right now. And they're doing it cause there's cameras around us obviously. And, um, or there was not at that time, but like earlier in that day, they seen the cameras all over us. And then my boy goes, man, we're nice right now. And I was like, (laughs) but when that show got canceled and I remember telling myself, this isn't real life. I, when that show came around, I was already 30. I knew already this isn't real because I'd already lived the life before all that. So I knew like, this isn't real. This is, this is not, this is all going away. I can't let this, this, I'm not going to get treated like this at restaurants going and they freaking parades and stuff, you know, like on TV, you flip on TV and like, there was me and I would be like, happy holidays from all of us at, OLN," and that's like a, whatever channel. And like, th- this wouldn't happen. This is going away. And I know what you mean where I was like, like, I don't get used to this. Don't, this is going away. If that guy knew that, yes. Yeah. I remember getting the the, the email, the show got canceled. We didn't get picked up again. For another season. So that's done. And I remember thinking, like, holy smokes, well, that was cool. But like, I guess that's that. I go back to normal. Thing is, like, you don't know what's waiting around the corner. I had no idea I'd be like on the IPF media team flying around the world, and like here I am in freaking France telling Rory, Oh my god, this is the greatest time of my life. I don't want to leave. It's like, dog, do you remember when you got that email and the other thing got taken away? There's always gonna be more stuff, man. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I,
1: I get that, and I mean, already, I think like this is an experience that I never would have imagined for myself in a million years. (laughs) So, if this can happen, anything can happen.
0: Twenty twenty two to twenty (laughs) twenty three. Just life can change pretty freaking quick, can it? I don't. I don't know.
1: I mean, even getting into this sport, like, I just, I would never have picked that. It was not, yeah, <laughs> it was not on the cards for me, and yeah, here we are.
0: Isn't it like? Can you? You would have had no idea that this is going to change everything. This you're gonna you're you're gonna experience stuff that one percent of the world will like. Yeah, I was an athlete world champion flew all over the world was doing like, millions of people around the world would be watching me on tv what like all of this? and if you told evie who started lifting weights that's where this is going you'd be quiet mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty crazy how this can how this can all come about so I, yeah uh, i
1: don't i'm open to anything
0: <laughs> also uh, with the amount of people now watching and there's more things coming down the pipeline, it's going to get exponentially bigger. Okay. And I can't give like details, whatever, but this, all of this is going to get bigger, but we probably already knew that. You probably didn't need me to tell you that like certain things are coming down the pipeline. Cause everyone's probably thinking, look at the trajectory. You've, you've seen it. You were around 2019 worlds and you were around powerlifting at the top end 2019. This is, nothing like that now and it's only 2023 so in five years and all those people watching the millions of people watching what like tv execs brand execs um sponsors and all of these people are watching that's when doors open up you know it's uh that's why things doors just you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring you just keep showing up and walking through those doors and It's something's going to happen when you were, when you, when Sheffield happened and Oh my God, you're like the queen overnight. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember doing a promo for the Sheffield event saying, these are the, there can only be one King. There can only be one queen. Who is the King and Queen of powerlifting? And that ended up being you. Now coming into 2023 Worlds, what does it feel like?
1: Coming into Sheffield this year?
0: No, going into 2023 Worlds. You said 2020. We'll get to that in a shake. Oh, uh, but going into Worlds.
1: Going into Worlds.
0: Yeah. Um. Comparing that to your 2022 World experience where <laughs> like you were nervous, but at least you didn't have the heat on you. Where like Joy Namani was two-time World Champ she's got to heat like she's got to live up you know this 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 is different now but you'd be nervous for different reasons
1: i don't think i was that nervous for worlds which just i mean it sounds so arrogant but i just like after sheffield i was like well i don't worlds doesn't feel like that big of a thing because Sheffield was so big, and I felt really confident after that. Like, I was like, I I did it. I made it. I made the cut. Like, I I hit all these numbers that I I was really stoked to hit. I got all my attempts. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it really boosted my confidence. And so going into Worlds, I was like, well, I just have to do that again. Um, And I think also knowing that I had the invite to Sheffield for 2024, I just needed to participate, I just needed to show up and compete, so that took some of the pressure off. Um, I did wonder how it would be, like, now that a lot more people knew about me, Um, and that was kind of a funny experience, because, yeah, that part was new, like, people coming up to me being like, Yuri B. Carrigan, and I was like, yeah i am <laughs> like same as always but um yeah and like wanting to take photos and stuff that was so funny <laughs> but yeah not way less
0: nervous it is so interesting like ev 2022 in retrospect well i guess you wanted to hit that 95 percent, so you had pressure but the world wasn't watching kind of pressure Whereas after Sheffield, I mean, everybody watched Sheffield. Everybody. So you would think there would be pressure on you going into Worlds. And you're right. Your invite, Benjamin Banks said, you and Jesus are invited no matter what because you won. Um, But you would kind of think, like, you don't want to lose Worlds. Noemi beats you at Worlds. Now you're one and one. Now we're talking a rivalry, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God. And the conversation – Afterwards be like, am I am I as good as I thought it was? (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Oh my god, this is nervous.
1: I still wanted to win. And obviously, like the plan was still to win because we that that gave us the best chance to for Noemi not to be invited again so that I wouldn't have that direct competition at Sheffield. Um, so yeah, it, it made sense to still try and win. Um, but I guess it didn't feel like, I don't know. It didn't feel like a huge pressure. Um, I, I just felt confident in my abilities. I don't know.
0: It honestly the, baffles me. <laughs> what I mean, it's interesting. I, 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 it's very, very interesting. What about the world title itself? Would would that mean to you winning a world title, being a world champion, bringing a gold medal home to New Zealand? Obviously it impacts like the impact it has on a country, like what Brett Gibbs did for New Zealand in terms of like popularizing the sport, blah, 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 a lot of ways. And then when you look back being a world champion, like, listen, you chose a sport, you're a world champion in the sport you chose. It's kind of cool. How much did that weigh?
1: Oh, not as much as it should. (laughs) Really? Like, I just think Sheffield just was really the peak of everything for me. Like it was the greatest height that I could possibly achieve in my mind. And so um, after that, I was just like, well, it doesn't get better than this. Um, And even though, you know, like, the year prior in 2022, if I'd become a world champion, open world champion, that would have, like, made my life. After Sheffield, it just didn't feel as big, like, as big of an achievement, even though, like, it's still an incredible achievement, and I I can recognize that, but, um, like, how it felt in the moment, and I think also just, like, how the day went, and, like, it didn't There wasn't this great big battle either. Like I didn't have to take my last deadlift. I was able to total the same. So it just kind of felt like a bit of an anti-climax and like I ended the day being like, how did this even happen? Like I could have spent years fighting to be a world champion and like now I feel like I've kind of stumbled across it not that mm. intentionally which is like i feel again like i feel like it's like such an arrogant thing to say but that was that was yeah that was what it felt like
0: it's the truth though like <laughs> if this is how you feel it's not what are you gonna lie to fake fake humble like you know i think you earned it to be like look at this is actually how i felt i was confident um you want me to say i'm nervous just for a good sound whatever sound bite or whatever or to come off a certain way it is what it is. At this point, going back into Sheffield, the thing with Sheffield, when you smash the world record like you did, you have to, It's you win by how much percentage you break the world record. and um, And you took that world record for a bit of a run. Then at Worlds, you did the exact same and didn't even come out for your last deadlift. And now it's like, okay, that record now is like cruise control for EV then you did 484 small 57 wasn't a 52 i got you but your strength levels are clearly increasing and we have not seen top end EV when you're coming into this sheffield is this a battle with the with like a 52 or is this to retain being the queen of powerlifting and you're and, and you're taking them all on all all over again like you did last year.
1: This time around, I think it's it's way more competitive. And I don't have obviously like I'm not gonna sneak in this time, like people know that I'm coming, there's a target on my back. Um I mean the focus is still to just hit the numbers that I know that I'm capable of um but I think everyone else is looking pretty good <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be hard
0: are you eyeballing everyone else is it everyone else that you're that your focus is on is is your focus on trying to retain the t- the overall title of champion of Sheffield
1: yeah but I I don't think that's going to be easy Like, I think that I am in... I'm confident in the position that I'm in. I'm in good shape. Like, I'm not injured this time. My training's going really well. I'm really confident about the cut. Um, You know, I I know what I was able to do at um, New Zealand Nationals last year, and I think that I am well capable of those numbers, even with the weight cut. Um, So, like... Confident in my own abilities, but yeah, everyone else, yeah, it's, I don't even know who to put my money on. Like, um, there's too many.
0: (laughs) It's competitive. Who do you think, let me pull this up. Who do you think is some of the big key ones that are like, you got to look out for?
1: I'm nervous about Agatha. (laughs) I think
0: he's a problem, huh?
1: Yeah, she's she's looking good. I mean, Leah and Corolla, a very very strong, Nat is very strong. Yeah, I mean that's already a lot of people. It's a lot of people to
0: look out for, you know. <laughs> it is Natalie did is is peaking. It's phenomenal on her end. Uh, Agatha is that Agatha's trying to do what you did, isn't she? Mm. Agatha is trying to do what you did. And she's less th- sneaky. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I had look at, I had people telling me I get this going 69. And I remember talking to her and she's, I was said like, I, you going 69. You know, if you, you're going 69, you should get out ahead of this before everyone else does. Because like, come on to King of the list and let's, let's do this announcement. And let's do this proper um she's like how did you know i'm like hey things you know it's difficult to keep secrets right um but get ahead of it make an announcement and this is this can get big and you know everyone got, gets excited we have time to promote it but it feels like you might have set a trend for Sheffield. yeah
1: people are aware of that play now <laughs> The like sneaky change weight class strategy <laughs>
0: It can it can possibly work. And oh my gosh, if Agatha pulls it off, it could be very interesting. Maybe you, maybe you go to Agatha for doors and be like, listen, congratulations, phenomenal. Just let me wet my beak a little bit because I feel like you took my place. So I'm gonna take 10% of the purse off the top. Okay, and all and all in all earnings you get through 2024 because I know what 20 what it did for me. <laughs> I, come on right is right right is right it's a small commission it's a tax if you want word and how you want
1: i just feel like honored that she mentioned me in her road to sheffield video and said that she was inspired like that's enough for me
0: listen i have freaking gavin eden after you being like you know i could probably make 83 and he's been saying that all year (laughs) and i'm like you probably could dude you're as thick as a house like you could definitely cut to 83 because there's so much of Gavin and he would have to be still extremely jacked and huge at 83. He'll look like Russell or he at 83. And I'm like, dude, if you do, like if he makes it to Sheffield 2025, that would be the play. If it, you know, to cut down, if like, there's some, I don't know how this happens. You know, who knows what it looks like, but if Russ is there, Gavin's there, they go toe to toe as 83s, it would do crazy numbers. What do you think Sheffield might be because of the weights position where it's not weight class. Do you think Sheffield might be something where people like, look, I, I just got to make it to Sheffield after that, everything's up to me. And, and if things don't feel good, I go back to my normal weight class come worlds. And it kind of has lent itself to this kind of thing, which is amazing. It's great because we have these exciting, Hey, guess what? Hey, Gara, Leah, you, you guys are the hot showdown everybody's excited for. Well, this Battle of the 69s just got a lot hotter all of a sudden. Now it's Agatha as well. It's like, oh my gosh. And everyone's all excited about it. I don't know. Do you think this is going to continue?
1: Not for much longer. Because I think that we're going to get to a point where there aren't weaker world records i mean it's like it's a ridiculous thing even to say like a weak world record it's literally the best that has ever been done but um i think that as you know the women's competition is progressing so quickly um and those numbers are just getting pushed up and up and up even dropping down you know you it might not be um worth the risk because that record might already be pretty close to the one in the weight class up. So yeah. I think that as it continues to progress, it's going to become less attractive as an option because it's more of a risk and less of a payoff.
0: You might be right because we just did two podcasts with a panel, uh, Eric Helms, friend of yours, Matt Gary oh Rory Lynch friend of yours as well. And we were talking about how on the women's side, seven of the eight world records totals, all happened in 2023 because the women's side is like the growth and maturity of the women's division is like just spiking and skyrocketing right so that's why i think on the women's side and you're seeing certain weight classes getting leveled up by exceptional talent shifting around and moving but eventually like you said it's going to peter off and level off and you won't have these gaps where you're like oh i think that record's vulnerable i think i could go for that and it's just not going to be possible and and the talent pool is getting crazy the the participation rates and it's um it'll be interesting i'm not sure unless people do it purely for a head to head that they want that they think everyone will go nuts for like like yeah. for instance gavin russ
1: i mean there may be that and like i think people might start eyeing up individual records more and and you might get people Mm. going to Sheffield solely to try and break specific individual records um over you know thinking about the 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 overall rankings
0: like in the situation too where like Gavin versus Russ in whatever world that this works out that's where they would be. They'd be doing something just for the sake of a mega clash that they know they're both extremely popular on social media and they know they could sell that like crazy. And they would both be like, Oh my God, wouldn't that be crazy? The world record. It's going to be tough. It's going to be whatever, but let's just freaking rumble and have a moment and everyone's going to go nuts. And you like you were there. Gavin, like is loves this stuff. Russ, there might yes. be some people doing that. <laughs> yeah. And there might be yeah, some people. For sure. Or if someone's like a weight class above you or whatever, and you're like, okay, let me have this clash against whoever it is that's like this big phenom everybody's big on right now. Let me have that clash then. Let me see. We're getting close. And sorry, go ahead.
1: I think the thing that that is tricky about Sheffield, though, is like the proximity to worlds and like changing weight classes then puts you, are you like locked in for the rest of that Um, sort of competition year like if you compete at this weight worlds is I mean it's it's further away this time which is which is great Um, but it's not a lot it's not a lot of time to change weight classes again within that like three months between the two Um, you can't really bulk up to the weight class above in that time like and reasonably get stronger or like a lot stronger in that time so Mm. yeah it's and you know like the qualifying process you're like okay well do I put all of my chips in on the one Sheffield or I'm still trying to think about how I can continue to qualify for the following years? Yeah. It's well, like, do I want to do well at worlds? If I want to do well at worlds, then okay. I need to like be strategic about that as well and make sure that I maybe stay in this weight class and not like go up and potentially not perform that great.
0: Here's all that's right. Here's the thing about, it, like, there's some people, like a guy like Gavin, who's literally, his hashtag is burn your ships. This guy comes out with a Viking hairdo. And, like, he's like, you're telling him, he's like, no, I- I'm going all in.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, no world forward planning.
0: He, yeah, no. <laughs> he, he forward, forward plan. You're talking about three months Right ahead. here, right now. <laughs> he's like, I'm willing to die for that world record squat. Four months. Well, that's oh, insane. good stage. We'll see. Yeah, I'm but like, well, uh um, what about the next
1: call? <laughs> you can break it at the next one. Yeah. That's, that's the kind the of person I am, I guess.
0: <laughs> but um w- well, looking at that, and you had mentioned earlier that you probably won't be a 52 forever. And the 57 Natalie took best lifter at worlds. Um, and the 57s look good, but you're you're at 484 and not committed at 57 you would be instantaneously competitive if you decided I'm going 57 this time how long do you think you want to make this run at 52 do you what, what are you thinking here because it's the getting's good and you got to get the getting when the getting's good but there are some mega showdowns stacked class and you're getting close I definitely like I look forward to going
1: back up because my like I don't really enjoy being super lean um obviously I don't enjoy the dieting like it was definitely harder this time around trying to get back to 52s or get back to like where I wanted to cut from after Worlds um but yeah it, I feel like in terms of like when we make that call it really is just one comp at a time like kind of seeing how it goes seeing how I feel afterwards do I am I game to to do another one if I think like I can make it then I'll I'll do it again So Sheffield will still be the the decider there whether or not I'll stay as 52 for worlds um but yeah I I'm excited about going back up to 57 because I want to get stronger and i think i can be way stronger i think i can total over 500 and i you know i mean like we're powerlifters right like we want to see the biggest strongest version of ourselves like the best Mm. version and i do think that like keeping myself at 52 although it's like the good strategic choice right now it is holding me back in terms of my absolute potential
0: yeah it's yeah, it's tough. It be, it, it, there's trade-offs either way. There's... Because, you know, being a world champion and, and going to Sheffield and all that is is amazing. You'll probably still go through as a regional, no? Would you? If you Alina. went 57 and... oh car, Yeah, but... Hmm, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, and then, even if you went 57... Even if you didn't win, but you're on the podium, you get to world games. I'm just saying like the worst case scenarios, but you're right. It's you, you risk, you know, yeah. but it's a risk or, going back up. Yeah. Or you go up, you turn that 484 into a 520 and you're like, well, I'm a two time world champion like join Namani did from 52 to 57 and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god my my adventures my resume and everything i am like super stacked right now uh but who knows it's uh it's tough how tough was it to because the big discussion also after sheffield was will you maintain 52 how hard would it be to maintain 52 and what would it be like over a prolonged period because you're going to keep adding muscle mass the more you're you're lifting weights obviously that's thing you're lifting weights it's not like you're just chilling you're putting on muscle mass so it's going to get harder and harder uh and you need to put on muscle mass to get stronger so looking at worlds all good still so <laughs> i mean it got easier even but looking at 2023 as a whole how was it as behind the scenes version
1: I mean, I think I got better at it, like the how much I've learned in this year about what works best for me, the kinds of foods that I like to eat that help me to stay full. Um, I So many little tips and tricks, like I have such a like, I have a real set routine of how I eat now that like works best for me, but getting there was not easy and there were definitely moments that I was like why am I doing this like this is making my life suck and it felt far enough out from competition that you're kind of like it's really hard to see the purpose behind it like you're just like my here and now is really shit and I'm tired and I'm grumpy and I'm like uh snapping at people because I'm Tired and hungry and grumpy, and like, um, that's not a nice version of yourself to be. But I think, yeah, it's doable, but it's not sustainable.
0: But again, this window is so cool. Yeah, that's it's what you forever. tell yourself. Yeah,
1: it's not forever. Yeah, and I think, like, I'm proud of myself that I, I, managed to do this like I think I've unlocked these skills that I didn't know that I had and it's way harder than training (laughs) like the training is just like is like the chill part like going to the gym and doing my training I was like yep, all good the hard part has definitely been the dieting like just yeah and it just takes so much time but it's worth I'll, it. It's absolutely worth it, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone if you're not going to Sheffield.
0: Yeah. No, this is like a top end, tip of the spear, 1% or stuff. Like I get to shit go. Sure. I got to, this could change your life. Go ahead. Uh, but if you're a local lifter, <laughs> you know, you're, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that for a year straight? Like it'd be crazy what was some of the trick tricks you did to feel full? Because I know I've, I mean, I I try to stay lean as well. And sometimes I'm like, all right, for volume, if I have like this much lettuce with some chicken on it and I know the sauces, but they're like, I know the calories on them. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a massive bowl. The protein takes a while to digest. There's bowls huge. I'm going to feel full. I'm going to drink a lot of water. And then I also have like, sweetener, Splenda, where I'm like, I could take yogurt that has protein and make it taste amazing. You know, and I like, there's things you could do where you're like, oh, I know how to, I can taste sweet. I can fill myself up where I feel full. Like water's good too. Uh, You ever put Splenda in water? You're welcome. It's
1: sugar water.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Because when you need some sweet, you're like, I need something. It makes you feel full. Water makes you feel full. It takes volume and a little bit of splendor in there. So it's sweet. And you're like, oh, man. Every now and then when you're like dying, when you're like, man, I need some, you know. Yeah. I think you get to a point where you like, you
1: don't really know what tastes good anymore. Like you're just (laughs) used to the flavor of sweetener that you're like, I'm pretty sure this is good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, I, I was gonna say <laughs> i tell you like if you do you have cheat meals every now and then
1: i do i mean i'm lucky in that like i still was eating out i would have sort of like two free meals a week which is pretty good oh, wow um, that's pretty good and yeah like i would also find a way to keep snacks in my day <laughs> so that i could have I'm- so like the rest of my day looks really sad just so i can have like 12 chips in the evening.
0: (laughs) But but how good? But that's
1: what like, like that was when I wanted it so badly. Like when you sit down at night and you've had your dinner and like, you're just chilling out and you're watching TV and you're like, but I really want a little snack now. Like I need a little treat. Um, And I just couldn't, I couldn't cut that out. So I just accounted for it and made sure that I had room to have something at the end of the day as, as a little treat um before bed
0: (laughs) you ever be in a situation where like because you you got your sort of calories and it's calories and calories out. you know how many calories you got you might not have to eat certain foods as long as you're within your calories you'll be okay on that day and you go to someone's house and they're like yeah just save your calories but you know because you've done this where i can use i could spend like 300 calories and have a meal because I know it will, will fill me up, fill a plate, and not be calorie-dense. But if I want, like you said with the treats, if I want something that tastes amazing, I want, it, I want that donut. That could be a huge chunk of calories. But for you, you know the taste of it. You're like, I'm willing to spend those calories that day on that donut just right now for, yeah. for this day. I'm not going over my diet, but it'll be worth it. But have you been in a situation where you're going to someone's house, and they're cooking, you're like, I, it's a, like I'm going to bring certain food or whatever the heck. Or you're like, no, just save your calories. You know, hoard some calories and whatever. And you're thinking in your head, I've had your food and it's not worth the calories I'm going to spend. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, spending a thousand calories on something that's so so. That's too many calories to spend. I'm budgeting. I don't have, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. And at times I'll be like, I'm just going to eat i'm just going to eat this or like i'm just going to make this and i'll i'll have this and like you just have what you're having or or i've had a meal out and i'd be like that was really not worth the calories that was not worth my like my my meal out voucher like this yeah. is heartbreaking um <laughs> yeah but i will i will find ways to to make it work like i usually fast for the first part of the morning and then kind of eat like as late in the morning as I can and just survive off of like a protein shake and coffee and lots lots of like sugar-free coffees, sugar-free soda, you know, mm. yeah, like fluids, just lots of water and and drinks to like fill the stomach. Um I found these noodles that are like no calories that are made of konjac, so I have those whoa, sometimes whoa. if I
0: Please send me in the DMs with those bags. Let's <laughs> see if they're available up here. Cause I love it. Yeah, noodles.
1: it's it's like eleven calories a serve. So they're What? Yeah, I think it's seaweed. It's it's made of like nothing. Um so those are quite good if I'm like really trying to like save for something. Coleslaw mix. Because the other thing is like I spend so much time prepping food that I just because yeah, I can't go and buy stuff as easily. So I have to make all of this food. And have it all logged um which does make my life easier in the long run because every meal is just saved in my fitness pal and i just eat the same yeah. thing every day every week
0: <laughs> but so,
1: um yeah whatever is quick and fast like bagged coleslaw sweet chuck it in cooked chicken chuck it in some noodles there you go lunch every day for like the far- past year
0: <laughs> what do you do you have do you make the coleslaw- like the uh sauce part or whatever do you have something as well that's low fat for that
1: usually i'll only add like a very small amount of the sauce and the rest of it will be just like soy sauce fish sauce vinegar mm. hot sauce um things that are really low calorie so not like the creamy
0: sauce soy sauce is one of my go-to's hot sauce one of my go-to's as well you You should try fish
1: sauce fish sauce is so flavorful I know that it sounds off-putting because of the fish part, but it's just like no. straight umami. It's good. I put it in eggs.
0: Okay, so in the DMs, <laughs> I'm probably going to hit you up for a couple of these things. because I, I, I've i been it's, meaning
1: it's... to um to make like a video about the foods that I eat now because it's, but I just, yeah. I've got like a year's worth of content of me making all of these sad diet mm-hmm. foods, but someone out you there will much- get something out of it.
0: More than someone, diet and nutrition is huge. Like, obviously, online, business, the whole nine. With you, if you ever at any point monetized it with content, services, whatever, like, you not only cut and dropped the weight, but performed. Like, it wasn't like you literally physically were performing incredible feats. I mean, not just like so-so, like we'd never seen before in the world, in history. So it's like a huge, it, it for sure, if you drop something, like how to drop this much and still be strong. And you could even speak on some of the mental hor- hurdles as well, which is huge mm-hmm. that people won't set themselves up for. Be like, save yourself some snacks, save yourself some, you know, some meals here. This is how you're going to prolong it. Anybody could do crazy things for a short period of time. Cause you're telling mm-hmm. yourself after this, I'm good. Do it for a year. Everyone can suffer for a week, two weeks, a month. How many people do these kind of whatever this month we're doing this? A lot of even people who are like moderately willed can go a month. Go a year. That's where, that's what you got. Evie is like, yeah. no, no, this is, do you, do you want a diet that you can sustain? That's your kicker is like, I'm going to give you something that you can keep doing. I'd be interested. I don't know. will watch.
1: I'll tell you that right <laughs> now.
0: I want all the secrets.
1: Yeah. I but, mean, uh, again, yeah, this is just the things that you, you have to do to find how to make it work for you. Every, yeah, it, And I still it, think even now that there's probably like more things that I could still like a, more, I could kind of squeeze out of it to make it even lower calorie, but thankfully I
0: don't have to at the moment <laughs> or like you can eat more that takes up less of your calories that you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you could eat more food, but, um, you, you have the same budget of calories. That's yeah, what I'm I think interested
1: in. There there's still ways to maximize, but, um, thankfully yeah. I like, I don't have to do that right now, <laughs> but I might, you know, the longer it goes on, the harder it gets.
0: Keep me in the loop. Like I want to, I want your tips. I, I like if you start putting this out, I'm in. I'm watching, I'm <laughs> subscribing. I'll right tell you right off the bat. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's it, when you do have your cheap meals, what are first off, how freaking good do some of those meals taste, huh? Amazing. Like when
1: also, like I will plan it for like pretty much the week before I'll be thinking about what I feel like, what I want. So once oh, you yeah. get to it, like the suspense is but then the sadness when it's finished
0: have you ever been like hungry and you're you're like because you've been waiting for this one and it sounds gordy it's kind of goes back to like what we were saying earlier about because it's fleeting the moment's fleeting and it's going to be gone and you think rory's saying like, you think you'd be happy if you had it every day you wouldn't and there are probably like there are people who just eat whatever they want whenever they want every single day and they they're not happy right like they it actually becomes like a sad thing and um but when I've I've been like hungry and I'm like all right this is like this weekend coming up I'm doing whatever the hell I want like I'm gonna eat whatever I want and I remember like eating and one of my boys was like trying to talk to me and I'm like you know you're like you're tasting it it's in your mouth and you like close your eyes like straight out of a movie like no, oh, I just I'm sorry my man I'm just in the moment right now and I can't <laughs> not give you this attention I have to pay attention to this you ever when you're hungry you're actually paying attention to the food you're eating and the flavor it is because you want it to be something you're not yeah. doing any like work calls I want to make phone. it last yeah I want to just look savor this. the
1: moment because I feel like even if I eat so much on those days like it could have be it could be a really big meal I always feel like I can eat more like it's like <laughs> I'm become a bottomless pit. Like I would continue to eat forever if I had the choice. But so I just have to like, yeah, savor the moment, enjoy it.
0: It's how upset do you get when you go out and people are like like people are having wings and beer or whatever, and like you're not because you're on the diet and your boy like leaves like three wings. And I'm like, you better eat that. And he's like, ah, I'm full. I'm like, <laughs> you piece <No>. of shit. <laughs> you, yeah. Those are not going to waste. You know, the irony is earlier when I was talking about that freaking reality TV show, we do these ta- challenges on every episode. And at the end of the episode, you had to eat a mega meal as your punishment. If you failed the challenge and we'd fly around the world. And part of it was like, like epic meals at the time was popular. And we go into a restaurant and we would have like a like a massive hamburger or a mat, like a plate of nachos that was literally the size of a table, but it was like super high. And it was like, I forget what the weight was. And like now, when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, I would. I remember at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna eat all this. This is this is crazy, whatever. Now I think about it, I'm like, please take me back someday. some days. Some days <laughs> I'm like, take me back. I bet you I could do it now. I bet you now I could actually do it
1: yeah dieting does things to you
0: <laughs> it makes you think but i know if you sat me at the table i would get to a certain point like okay no i can't i'm still that guy yeah it's funny yeah, There is my, too much.
1: my partner used to do like crazy diets as well when he was trying to cut down to the 66s and he used to do 10k calorie days and like there's no way he could do that now but back then yeah it was just this like insatiable appetite like that he would be able to eat 10,000 calories in one day
0: keeping that up is the tough part like i've seen total opposite where strongmen gorge themselves do not stop eating like 10k every day every single day doesn't matter how you feel where you are 10,000 calories what you if you have to wake up at night you wake up at night and you get another meal in there to the point where it's the opposite where they're like they start hating food they're like mm. i'm getting sick of this i uh, it, it's it, they it's tough yeah. and when i watch it like for me it's weird because like most people are on the opposite end um mm. yeah it's crazy they're but athletes like that yeah
1: what you do right for the sport food is fuel and we just manipulate it to our
0: needs it's like you and Eddie Hall are at the same table. You're just at opposite ends. But you're both <laughs> fighting the good fight. And <laughs> to get to get to where you want to get to. To get to the promised yeah. land. But it won't always be like that. At some point, you'll be a 57. Well, yes. What are, What are some of your goals like in powerlifting? Do you think you would be a 63? You're tall enough.
1: Yeah, I think one day. Eventually. But it feels far off at the moment. I'd love to see what I'd look like at 63. I think that would be quite... Because I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I'm so lean at the moment that I don't like to have my arms out because people (laughs) stare at my veins. Like, I'm so veiny. Do people think Um, you're like,
0: like a fitness model? Like a... I don't know all the different bodybuilding categories, but you know those, bo- like, do they think you're like a bodybuilding one of those girls? Just so I don't weak. know
1: what they think, but they're just like, they're just like shocked by it to the, and yeah. To like the point of staring and being like, whoa, that's a lot of veins.
0: And they would never think you were strong as you are, which is kind of yeah. cool. It's like, you yeah, have, for sure. It's like you have a secret. A secret. <laughs> yeah it's like these people have no idea i am freakishly strong when you're a 57 or a 63 they would be like yeah you look athletic and jacked you know they would be like yeah no kidding they you like when you start moving up the weight classes it won't be a secret secret like it is right now
1: mm. yeah maybe maybe but that would be that would be cool i'd love to be 63 and jacked not just fluffy yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no you you probably because you're you're how tall are you 160 centimeters oh i don't know centimeters i think you were <laughs> it's like five eight? Know, five two is it no way five two hang on a second 169 Wait. did you say yeah five five two
1: five Wait, two and so a half two. you don't believe me i swear i just googled it <laughs>
0: 169 is... 6, 160 6.5. centimeters. 160.
1: 60 flat, yeah.
0: I am taller than... You're five a lot of... Why did I think you were so much taller than that? In my head, I had you like... I don't know, like 5'8". eight.
1: What? Is like, it just because like I I'm built really you
0: up <laughs> It's like I built you up in my head or something. I'm this year's been so enough. big. This year's they been just... so big. When I think about you, I'm like you got to you got to see it, guys. You must
1: be yeah.
0: No. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm taller
1: you... than like I'm taller than carlina I think I think I'm taller than Leah. Um, I think at at Sheffield this, last year, I, the only people I weren't, I wasn't taller than was like Jess and Vanika and Amanda maybe, but.
0: Yeah, you could definitely do 63. And if you took your time with it, obviously you do a pit stop at 57 and just creep your way up. And 257, I think you'll be immediately competitive. Like within like the year you choose, you'll be competitive that year. But as you go up to 63, maybe takes a little more time at the top end, right? Maybe you're like, all right, because you got to like work on it. But when you go into, when you're eating a plentiful and you have Kedrick, you know, it's not like you're going to fall off a cliff here. You got Kedrick who's going to maintain it and you're smashing weights. So you're going to convert this to muscle mass and you just take your time. And it might take a little more as you get to the top end. But you could definitely, especially how old are you again? I'm 27. Your baby. You could, be doing <laughs> this till you could be doing this till you're 37. You got to, Who knows? Who knows where you'll end up? And you'll be eating good at that light point in life when you're yeah. 63. <laughs> yeah. You'll come back to this podcast and listen to it and be like, oh, I'm glad those days are behind me thank god
1: (laughs) look back on all the foods that i was eating and be like man that was so sad
0: (laughs) yeah well but look at everything you got from it it kind of is what it is
1: yeah so it's it's part of it
0: it's all part of it. it and it's all fleeting um so, looking at your 2023, or sorry, 2024, um, we have Sheffield, we have Worlds, and then do you have anything else you're going to do in the interim, like any any of these another meet, New Zealand wise?
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be our nationals again, um, which will probably be like October.
0: You're not getting exempt for those. No. Okay, so I have two questions. <laughs> One, I know back in the day, Brett Gibbs was.
1: yeah, It could have been totally
0: different brass. Could have been totally different brass. But the game is bigger now. And you're the queen of powerlifting. All I'm saying. But it is what it is. Um, yeah.
1: It, it, I think it's sort of like. I don't know how Brett got away with it. They just kind of let him because he was such a big name. They were like, it's all good. The rules are different for bread." <laughs> but nowadays it's a bit, it is more enforced. There are like ways that I could, if I was traveling over that time, like if I was going to another comp, I could get dispensation. Like I would be allowed to not mm. compete at nationals. But um, technically the rule is that you have to compete at nationals to be selected for the following year's world's teams. So, yeah. And and I think it's also, like, it's good for the sport, like, for the yeah. high-level lifters to show their face and, like, come and help out and, and yeah, b- be a part of it on that local level as well. Um, and it would look bad because I'm also the secretary of the Fed, so if I got out of it, they would. That would yeah, definitely that cool would look, out.
0: <laughs> that would look terrible. He, also, like Pena said, and it's true. Like Pen has exploded in France, and part of it, he said, is he never misses an opportunity to compete, even if he's not going all out. He ends up going all out, but he's not going to be peaked, so he won't hit the top end numbers. But he'll still lift, and he's and they receive him like like he's a rock star. They go crazy <laughs> when they see him. And to your point when you're an elite level lifter and you show up, like you might not think it's a big deal, but everyone there like, holy smokes, that's Evie Corrigan. And for you to show up, compete and lift and they get to watch you compete again, in your mind's eye of This isn't even a big deal, but for them, they're like, Oh my God, that's so crazy. Evie's here. She's lifting. And same with like, if Brett would have, he probably wasn't thinking along these lines and it was a different era too. So maybe he's like, it's not that big of a deal in that era. It's different now, You're all over television and all there's a whole lot more going on now. So I think maybe there is some benefit for you showing up and competing. When I see what's going on with Pena and, you know, yeah, having Evie Corrigan, who's Sheffield champion, world champion, showing up, Carleen is showing up and lifting. I bet you people would think it's pretty cool when they look at that roster and they watch the live stream. Imagine how much it helps live stream.
1: At least for the people who know me, I, I know that they're like, oh, it's just Evie, but <laughs> maybe for the other people who don't know
0: me. <laughs> 100%.
1: But it's it's cool. Like, I, I like it because I get to compete with all my friends, um, which is like such a fun experience. It's a pretty low pressure meet for me. So I can just go and, you know, like like I did last year, like that was just really just for fun, like just to like kind of see where I was at, just like have a go um not cut weight and i'm usually coaching at those events as well so i get to go and like handle my own lifters um and like you say like you don't have to go all out like and i don't think there's a pressure to do that from the federation side of it like we're not saying oh the higher level lifters must come and like lift the most that they possibly can but even if you just come and like participate it's still it's still good
0: did you prep for that
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. But not like super intensely. Like, I think I was still doing like quite a lot of variation stuff leading up to it. Um, I was only like comp lifting once a week, maybe. Oh, um, wow.
0: So, yeah. So you did 484, mucking around a little bit. <laughs> like, just <laughs> kind of. Uh, I don't know I feel like that
1: yeah maybe that like environment works well for me like it's very chill and you're handling people
0: it's weird like you were put half on the gas handling people and doing like you know other things you're obligated to do and you hit 484 that's cr- i get it you are a small 57 look at noemi Alibert is a phenomenal 52 if she doesn't meet as a small 57 she's not doing 484 no 52 is that's crazy <laughs> so your strength levels are getting high do you think it's possible 52 hits 500 yeah with time how much time 5 weeks <laughs>
1: but it might not be necessary
0: right necessary to win it all
1: yeah we'll see
0: i like confidence. i don't think it's on the
1: card for me but you know i i think like i think it would be there at In some
0: 2024? point 2024 Maybe that would be a nice little feather in the cap to be the first 52 to hit 500. Cause it Most was a little potting lit-
1: gift for them from the weight class.
0: That's right. Be like, there you go. Have fun. Deal with that. <laughs> 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 Your guys chef. won't have to worry about 52s at Sheffield for a couple of years. There we go. There we go. Everybody, all the other weight classes like, well, that closes the door at 52 for Sheffield. They got, they got a big ask if they're going to rumble, but um yeah, 100%, it would be a nice, and then you could go off to, you know, world games or whatnot, but 500 last year, 500 was what the 57s were chasing. Mm-hmm. I remember when 63s thought 500 was big and Jen Thompson and Sam Calhoun were battling. And I remember I talking, when
1: 400 was big. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess times are changing. This is, it's getting crazy. I mean, it's crazy now, but I'm. it's going to continue. But I honestly, I'm not just like, you did 484, and I honestly do think 500 in, in 2024 is not crazy. By Sheffield, I don't know. I don't know if, like, obviously, you probably won't need to do that. But Agatha, Leah, Gara, you know, Nat, they're fearsome. you are the queen for a reason. And if somebody's gonna take your throne, don't let it be without a fight. Don't sure. let it be without a what's that? <laughs> you go die for nine. Oh my gosh. The thing is, you'll be lifting before some of them, well, before all of those ladies we just said. Yeah. Which makes your nine for nine very good. The fact that you have a propensity to go nine for nine. It helps to build that total. Mm-hmm. Who's handling it?
1: Jason Clark.
0: Ah uh, yeah. And he's good. He knows he knows a thing or two. Did you see Matt Gary's gonna be handling um Natalie?
1: Nat, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. I love it. The GOAT is back. Handling is going to become more and more focused by people in a variable when it comes to these kind of competitions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's always been, like, crucially important, but just kind of overlooked, like, the game day strategy of it. People always just assume, like, oh, well, if, you're, if you've are if you lifted the most in the gym, if you're the strongest lifter, then, like, you know, you're going to win. That's all you need. But it's it's not... And not at this level, obviously. I
0: mean, especially at Sheffield, you got to be working off of percentages of a world record. And then instead of a head to head where you might pull last, or do we have lot number advantage? Do we have no, I, like I'm in a total other weight class. Like I'm wrapping up before them no matter what I do. <laughs> There's hmm. no, <laughs> yeah. so it is, imp- yeah. you know, so it's like. No, I got to go nine for nine, or do the best I can. Not everyone's. A lot of them won't go nine for nine either. So if I go eight for nine, fine, because the chances are they're not going nine for nine either. But it's tough because I'm going first. Yeah. They'll know what they got to beat. It's, it it's changes the ball game. It's not like going head to head with somebody. It's yeah, like, well, we, we finish our
1: game that. before they are even done. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. We just so got to put
1: it put it together as best we can before that.
0: It's going to be interesting. Uh, one other question, too, I got to get out before uh, I let you go. Do you have a Brett Gibbs update by chance? I ask you every time you're on.
1: <laughs> no. No update. I think he's just living his best life. Spear fishing.
0: Does he not go I think to he n- did, um,
1: I think he did, like, an Iron Man.
0: Yeah, like I've a, seen that. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's following some other pursuits i haven't seen him at a comp in years i don't Whoa. i don't even know if he's coaching anymore yeah i think he's pretty out of the sport for i don't know
0: better or worse
1: i think I think he's he's doing well though
0: bra man brett's not even coaching people he's not at competitions it's so crazy I remember mm. at one point having a podcast talking about if Brett if Brett bows out now, how long will he be able to like maintain um, clientele and coaching? If he's not competing, if he doesn't like, you know, stay on as something, I know keeping up at meets, whatever. And remember people like, uh, you know, he's a legend over here. He won't have to worry about that, but it is eventually like, you got to stay active into the community because new people are coming all the time. But do people know, I don't know what do you think
1: i think they still know about him and i think they still there's still a lot of respect for him i, I think it was his choice to exit mm. the sport to be honest like i think that maybe maybe still being part of it is hard for him i don't know like because it wasn't entirely you know like he went out because of a uh, shot uh elbow issue and had to get surgery and then, like, I think didn't think he would be able to come back into it after that. So it wasn't entirely of his choice to stop competing, but maybe he could choose to distance himself from the sport and sort of not be reminded of not being yeah. able to compete anymore. I don't know. That's all speculation. But um, I think he could definitely still be coaching if he wanted to. But I'm I'm, I'm not sure he might still be. But I, I haven't seen him
0: um, at comps. Yeah, it's. Well, I'm glad to hear that. First off, that I'm glad to hear that he's people still know him. People still he still got that because that would hurt my heart. With everything like he's Brett Gibbs for God's sake, like that would hurt if it's like yeah no nah, nobody knows who he is around here like they're they've all moved on. I'm like what this is crazy, but I mean yeah. And also I wanted to double back talking about Brett Gibbs. I can't think about Brett Gibbs without thinking about Russell Orhi. But with what you said about the fear of losing everything and how tough it is to hang on to it once you get to the top, and f- like fighting to maintain becomes the fight when you're at the top. That's why guys like Russell Orhee, who have been the number one guy since 2019, it's like that's what he talks about all the time. Is like you guys don't give enough respect to what I'm doing. Like people come at him and why don't you go up to this weight class? Why don't you whatever? And he's like you know how hard it is to maintain a weight class and just hold it down generations of lifters have come and gone and i'm still here and the next wave comes and they can't buck me off this horse i'm still that guy he's like you know how hard this is you know i'm coming back to the ipf and people like he's gonna take it back and just become the guy at that worlds again And he's like you know how like this is crazy like people are not fully appreciating he's like this is very difficult I don't think people are understanding how difficult it is to string <laughs> that I'm doing. Um, and I know people like you, because again, like nobody's in very few people will ever be in your guys' position. And people like you could be like, yeah, that'll be tough. That would be tough to do this for five years straight and remain on top every single year. And a new generation of 52s come and you're like, Bring it on, kids. Yeah, it's you you take all that. I
1: mean, like, it's hard physically, but it's hard mentally. Like it's pretty draining, I think, to like yeah. (laughs) To try and keep that up the whole time. Like, because the yeah, to keep your foot on the gas all the time, it's a lot. And it's a lot of sacrifice and time invested in it and like mental energy just spent thinking about how you're gonna keep it going. And and yeah.
0: And at Hats the same time you and at the same time you know like all you gotta do is just just bow out and stop and let someone else take it. Be like, no, nope, that'd be damned. You're like, I can't, I don't want to lose this. We gotta go. We gotta it's like you love it and hate it at the same time. It's such a weird. it's yeah. like a And
1: nobody wants to go out like that, I don't think. I don't know, yeah. maybe they do. Maybe because I feel like you never feel like you've achieved everything you want to achieve. Like there's always another another hurdle in the distance, so it's hard to be like, okay, now I'm done.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Life never stops lifing. When, when you get to that point, if you ever get to the point where you're like, I, I don't feel that anymore. Then you bow. If you ever at a point where like I've hit all the goals and I, I just, this isn't leaving. Did you ever see Bryce Lewis's post where he talks about, he hit that point where he actually, it was caught on video he finished a squat, two-time world champion, Bryce okay? Been like an OG in the game. And he was battling to get back, battling to get back to Worlds, battling for another world title, battling to get back and do all these things and possibly Sheffield. Everything's, you know, out there now. And at the end of a squat, and, the, and he's just recording his squats, he racks it, pauses, literally... Breaks down, it starts crying, and uh, his his girlfriend is there, wife maybe. Sorry, and uh, it's like, are you all right? What's going on? And he's you, he's like he's he's it's hit him, and then um, and he held on to that video for a minute, and then eventually posted it and said, "Guys, I'm walking away," and when you watch this video, this is me coming to the realization. I don't want it like that anymore. I don't love it. It's not there. I'm forcing myself to do it because I feel like I should. Almost an obligatory thing. I have all this talent, all this potential, but I've done this. I've done that. And he's like, I could come back. I could do this. But he's like, I don't, I don't love it like that anymore. And it like, I don't know. It was, it was a, Very powerful video to watch because very few times in life, like we get it on live sports, but very few times in life, the camera was rolling, picking up a squat session. And the moment it hit him, got caught on camera because of it. And he's a good writer. His caption was so on point the way he described it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it was something else. And I was like, all right, well, hats off to you. He's walking away at the right time. And he's like, okay. Mm. It's definitive. I think that
1: time will come. I don't know.
0: You're like 10 years younger. You got some time. But eventually, eventually oh. at some point, whatever. But you, you've you got, you've. I think you've got some more battles in you. You've got some more moments. You've got some more Eyes Wide Sheffield moments. You're like, holy smokes, that was no... You have an opportunity to grow the sport in your prime. Like you're in your prime as the sport is growing exponentially. So you have the ability to just ride this wave and the sport's going to take you in funny places. Um, do you have coaching coaching services or anything that uh, we could plug before we let you go?
1: I'm full. <laughs> so not oh, really. Wow. Yeah. I well, only I only coach one day a week and I'm full at the moment. So. But okay, well, maybe after Sheffield. We'll
0: see. I got a feeling you're going to get a lot of inquiries all over again. <laughs> you, you will never have to worry about not being full unless you walk <laughs> away like Brett Gibbs. Well, anyways, thank you for coming on. Um, good luck with everything. You're, you're going to kill it. I know. And keep in touch. Let me know about those like secrets you have <laughs> about eating food and feeling full. And um Like, I guess I'm gonna see you in five weeks.
1: Yeah. Soon. Right.
0: (laughs) I'll see you when I see you. At least this time. It's not gonna be like rumors like I hear about (laughs) Eevee. You're not allowed to say. I I
1: really can't imagine what it's gonna be like walking in those doors this time.
0: It's a whole nother ball. Very different. You're the returning chief. Everybody knows. Wow. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, buddy. Thanks for hopping on as per usual. And uh, for everyone listening, please do subscribe, give us high ratings. And until next time, Six Pack Lapidat, Six Up, and we are